0: to the tale of robin hood and of his merry men his like you are not like to see in all the world again his bow was long his arm was strong and his heart was good and true well did he fight to gain the right and so i pray may you
1: ladies and gentlemen it's 1952 And Disney and RKO have joined forces to make a film about legendary English hero Robin Hood in England, featuring mostly English people. Not that you'd know it, because for some reason everywhere still looks like California, but that's okay. We'll get into it. This is Robin on the Raven on subsection Robin Hood podcast recap thingy, hosted by me, Natalie Bohensky, and with me as always is a man who loves to strut around the countryside playing a lute creepily for pennies. It's Stuart Late. <laughs>
0: hello Natalie, hello everyone. Actually no, you know you know who's my spirit animal in this one is Little John, who's just rocking around Absolutely pantsless, the entire movie. It's amazing.
1: <laughs> I thought I saw a little short when he was pushed into the water. I thought I saw. Well, a you, little saw
0: you saw <laughs> they, they were calling him Little John short. for nothing.
1: Yeah, that's right. I did. It was hilarious when uh, <laughs> you've got the famous Little John Robin Hood fight. They square up, and then they sort of casually disrobe a bit, like Robin's taking yeah, staff, <laughs> and Little John's like, "Well, I just better take off this hood, and I'll uh, put this down." And and I was like,
0: I'm watching this on Disney Plus, right? I'm definitely watching like, you know, this isn't like a porn parody. Like, what are we doing?
1: He, he looks like he's wearing a shirt dress. I'm not sure how much you know about women's fashion, Stu, but w- like a shirt dress is imagine a, a button-up sure. short-sleeved shirt that extends down to sort of your mid-thigh or something. Yeah. It's something that a lot of women who have smaller um, busts can wear. I unfortunately <laughs> have terrible trouble with anything buttoned at the front because those suckers go pop any time I basically move my chest (laughs) and I end up with gaping. If you know, you know, to all of my larger-breasted ladies out there, buttons up the front are the bane of our existence. (laughs) The devil's work is what that is. Um, So, yeah, but little John just struts up looking like he's wearing a fancy beret and a shirt dress. Now, I'm not trying to say... That I have a problem with cross-dressing. That I have a problem with clothing. You know, clothing should be equal. Men should. I'm not even. Be able I'm not even saying
0: that. I'm not even saying that. Like he's cross-dressing. I'm saying that he's rocking around. He's rocking around Sherwood Forest, <laughs> pantsless. And honestly, I'm but here my, for it.
1: My point is, Stu, is that he's just gone. You know what? All I need is something that hangs down to just slightly below my junk line. Exactly. And in in, in our equivalent. It's, it's a shirt dress. So I guess what I'm saying is the mini skirt was invented by merry men in Nottingham. Absolutely. <laughs> in Sherwood Forest.
0: And why not?
1: Also, I mean, this movie takes place clearly in a very lovely summer because I just...
0: <laughs> yes.
1: And that's why I thought this movie was set in California because every everywhere it's just sunny as. Every, every day is just glorious weather. And if you know yes. it, it, it's not typical. <laughs> like... You'd throw in a rainy day. Now, I appreciate the vagaries of filmmaking. You always want to film on good days. But it just makes medieval England look like this glorious, I mean, it is Technicolour. It was filmed in Technicolour. but (laughs) Absolutely. I shouldn't be complaining about things that clearly are in a fiction movie. I should explain what we're doing. Stu, we're doing Robin Hood movies, aren't we?
0: We sure are, Natalie. We sure are.
1: And this is the story of Robin Hood and his Merry Men. Indeed. I note that. That in the title, Mary is spelt M E R mm, R I E.
0: Which I think is, is a nod to Ye Oldie England. Ye Oldie.
1: That's what I thought. It's like, how do we make this uh, Ye Oldie? So, yes, it's 1952. Disney and RKO. This is on Disney Plus, as Stu mentioned. You can go and watch it right away. Put the podcast down if you want and come back. I don't know if I'd necessarily recommend it as, like, a fantastic watch, but it's an interesting watch, I think is you, probably my, my initial You know take. what it
0: is, Natalie? You know what it is? It's a perfect, I, I, I hesitate to say, rainy day uh, film, given the current state of, of of what's happened on the east coast of Australia at the moment. We're in the middle of, like, the uh, biblical Armageddon of downpours.
1: Yeah. Um, but, Seems to uh, happen with increasing regularity in Australia. Yeah.
0: Yeah, one-in-1,000-year 1, events seem to happen every other year now. Yeah, and um, if
1: it's not water, it's uh, the Bernie stuff. You know, if it's not the wet stuff, yes, it's the Bernie stuff. Yes.
0: So, But I, I will say this is almost the platonic ideal of, like, one of those movies when you and I were kids. Uh, you'd just sort of, you know, you, you'd find it playing on Channel 10 on, like, No,
1: a, it, it was Channel 7 Sunday afternoon, 7. Disney movie. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yes, yes, yes. 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 It would just sort of be on and they would just play these movies in the afternoon because, like, they had to fill the programming slot and everyone was out playing or doing something.
1: Yeah, it was and just before And there would the just news. be these films on. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly so that. So that, that. that's
0: where this film lives. Like, I, I wouldn't a- say sit down and make a night of it. I would say put it on in the background when you're just puttering about on a Sunday afternoon.
1: It's got some weird bits. There's absolutely no fighting. Well, minimal fighting, like, in terms of... I should have put this on my list but in terms of Robin Hood 1938 is so famous for like classic it's sword a fighting
0: swashbuckling scenes. movie
1: It swashes and it buckles. This Indeed movie it does. there's a bit of like horseplay, there's a little bit of drawbridge action, there's a there little is. bit of being put on a horse backwards and you know sent home in disgrace action but there's no real <laughs> There's a bit of tussling, but there's no real – oh, there's lots of shooting bows and arrows, but Robin Hood never has a sword. He's got a knife at a couple of points. And there's yeah, fight he's got like a long John. knife. Yeah, there's the fight with Little John with the staff, but there's no buckling and swashing in this one. It's
0: mm. Well, to the point yeah. where he – and we'll probably talk about it, but like he fights Friar Tuck, and Friar Tuck has like a full-on broadsword, and Robin pulls out like a, a knife a that knife. you would use to – to like carve a, carve a lamb roast. Like he's, yeah. I'm like, Robin, that's not going to cut it. Like it's ridiculous. No, it's,
1: it's, it's literally not going to cut it. He's fried yes. tuck. He's, he's got a gut. You're going to need something longer to get through there. <laughs> uh, but we will talk about fried tuck. Cause I forgot to put that on my list, but I, I did take a lot. Typical me. I took a lot of notes during the film, which I thought, Oh, this is funny. I must remember to put this in my minute challenge. Completely <laughs> forgot. <laughs> And couldn't really think of anything funny for the minute challenge. So we'll go back through. But basically, to give you a bit of a plot overhaul, because this one is different to American swashbuckling Errol Flynn action.
0: A a little bit. A little bit.
1: Well, I think one of the key differences is that Robin and Marion already know each other at the start of the film. They're already kind of cutesy, sort of cutesy in love. And then she goes off to be a maid to the Queen, uh, which is also another really cool thing that Eleanor of Aquitaine is like a main character in this, which I thought was really, really fun. (laughs) Meanwhile, Richard goes on crusade and John immediately starts taxing the people left behind, the peasants.
0: Immediately, like as soon as he's left (laughs) the room.
1: He's watching... The column of, of mounted soldiers yes. leave town. <laughs> he, hasn't,
0: he hasn't left the, the <laughs> king hasn't left the country and, and John's like, yes, now start taxing everyone. Start
1: taxing. He he appoints a new sheriff of Nottingham, which is really interesting. Uh, so the sheriff of Nottingham you see pledging himself to Richard and saying, can I please come with you on crusade? Please, 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 please get me out of this shithole, Nottingham. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go to Jerusalem, please. He goes, yes, you can appoint a new sheriff of Nottingham and John immediately points uh, appoints a sketchy guy who's willing to tax everybody. Mm. And <laughs> Robin Hood is kind of created because his dad is murdered. Um, yes. And then he becomes Robin Hood, or Robin of the Hood. He assembles his Merry Men kind of through the midway point of the film. And then he just has to sort of battle the Sheriff of Nottingham a bit. Mm. I found this really interesting because there's not really a big climactic confrontation I mean there, there kind of is but then the movie just ends like, yeah it just finishes it just finishes the, it's with, a
0: particularly grisly death for the sheriff and then they just sort he, of
1: well yes he does he's, he's look,
0: crushed to death in a drawbridge, in a drawbridge. Natalie
1: <laughs> I thought they were implying that and then they kind of you saw him sort of slip out but oh then, no, no
0: no he didn't slip out he died he was he crushed died. to death
1: yeah <laughs> But they did precede it by having him literally betray Robin's trust and reveal himself as a man with no honor. Oh, so exactly. Kind of he's, a yeah. he's a baddie.
0: He's he's definitely one yeah. of the baddies.
1: And that's that's Peter Finch for people who don't know Australian yeah. man is Peter Finch, who famously died either just as Network was being filmed or just after it had been filmed. Yeah, anyway, he's the he won- I'm
0: mad as hell and I'm not going to take not gonna it anymore.
1: Guy. He's Howard Beale, and that was his last film. He died after it was just made, and then he won the Oscar which, of course, was repeated then by by Heath Ledger with Batman uh, Dark Knight Rises. Hmm. But he was, because I was looking him up a little bit, he was an Australian, obviously, but he'd been born in London. And it was Sir Lawrence Olivier who found him in Australia while touring Australia with Vivian Leigh and his, you know, Royal Shakespeare people. They went to a play that he was in and went, oh, actually, you've got a bit of talent. You should consider moving to London. And he went, okay, and he left 1948, (laughs) never went back. Yeah. And he just became a famous sort of English stage and screen actor and then ended up in America. So
0: Well, to be honest, and, and this is on my list. This is I, I was so impressed by him that he's on my list for this, which is just like I, I think he's incredible in this movie. He's I think he's, he's really, great. really good. He's and incredibly he's compelling he's of, he's, he's smoldering of, and evil and, and oh I love it.
1: And he's kind of hot. I mean, dare yeah, I say? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's got a he's got a bad boy about him.
1: He was giving me these vibes of, like, I find a lot of what they're doing with your physical, like, his hair and his moustache a bit repellent. Mm. But also, like, I wouldn't turn him away on a cold night. Do you know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I do.
0: I do, Natalie. I do. It's,
1: it's just this weird, like, I'm not really attracted to you, but somehow I'm compelled by you.
0: <laughs> well, he is. And that's the thing. He's an electric Presence on proud. screen, like
1: I'm not proud of myself, Stu. He's but got
0: he's, those intense, smouldering eyes.
1: You know what, though, it's because Richard Todd, who plays Robin Hood, is about as charismatic oh. as a wet blanket.
0: Oh, absolutely, yeah. Like he's he's a he's he's fine. Like he's not bad, but he's also not. He's no look. He's no Errol Flynn, and he's nor no would you Errol want him Flynn. to be. But, no. You know. <laughs> But you know,
1: yeah. There's just a bit of blandness there. He's just he's just a he's your basic cheddar, where Errol Flynn is like your your freaking spicy gouda or something. I don't. I'm not smoked gouda. No. What am I? What's like a really like maybe like a blue? No.
0: or yeah, he's like a really drippy blue cheese. Like blue cheese because it's kind of
1: repellent as well. Like it smells bad. Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, Yeah, it's you. You find it compelling, but it's also disgusting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Richard Todd is just like he's like that American cheese that you get in a can. Yeah.
0: yes exactly yeah
1: it's again he's not bad and you it's a hard thing to do to compare to errol flynn or even kevin costner i would suggest but
0: um <laughs>
1: and i will say a, a film that we are going to cover very soon is the disney fox version of not foxes in 20th century fox or fox news but is in the literal fox cartoon animated. The, the, the Disney That's the, the Disney animated
0: version. The Disney animated version, which features a lot of talking animals. Yes. A lot
1: of talking animals. So the point is they're like, you know what? We tried Richard Todd, a human person. That Robin Hood <laughs> was not very compelling. Let's try an yes. actual Fox.
0: Yeah, let's try, let's try an actual Fox this time. <laughs>
1: yeah. So the, the basic plot is that Prince John is trying to raise a whole bunch of taxes To overthrow Richard, shenanigans ensue. Yeah, and they they overcomplicate
0: it by front-loading it with all the Richard Crusade stuff.
1: Yeah, the first twenty minutes is all just Richard going off to crusade and like, what a cool dude is Richard and Prince. Yeah, Richard's
0: awesome man. It sure would be bad if he went off to crusade. Oh no, he's (laughs) going. Oh. (laughs) And then he and goes, love- and then the rest of it is like these political machinations, but like Game of Thrones via Robin Hood actually sounds incredible, and I'm surprised someone hasn't done it, but yeah, this isn't it. <laughs> Please don't do this.
1: <laughs> this isn't it. This hits different. Yeah, it's very, very strange. Uh, anyway, let's get into our minute challenge, and Stu, I invite you, no, I insist that you begin with your list. Oh, I,
0: thank you very much. There's no need for us to duel over a log over a river. So, <laughs> live uh,
1: show. Live, live show show. Steve. There
0: we go. Live show you idea. You and me. So, I <laughs> <a> swore. Small- <laughs> <laughs> Can we find a log enu- a log long enough to go over the Brisbane River? There's We'd no have to long find long a creek enough. somewhere.
1: There's no <laughs> log big enough for both of us.
0: <laughs> um, the on. first up on my list is Robin Begins because this uh, this one, unlike the Errol Flynn Robin Hood, we get to see Robin sort of become who he is. We see him as a as a kid. Basically, he and Marion are, are sweethearts. He's very conspicuously not an aristocrat in this one. He's a yeoman, like mm. he's he's referred to on screen as a yeoman, which is interesting. It, I, I I don't know whether that's you know the uh, Errol Flynn version was an English production. I'm pretty sure. Whereas like this one is an is a Disney production in England, which is a very different thing. Um, I'm pretty
1: sure Adventures of Robin Hood was an Amer- American.
0: It might have been. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. no, it would have been because it was filmed it is in, American. in. Yeah, I just think it's interesting, like you know, because we're we're jumping from 1938 to 1952. 1950- Two, it's a pretty big jump. Like I don't know whether that's that's informed that decision. Like the the fact that he's not an aristocrat in this one, he's genuinely a, a commoner. He's a yeoman. He's a yeoman bowman. I don't know, but you know, but we, we get have to see just
1: him found a- the new name of our new rap duo, Stu.
0: Yeah, yeoman the bowman.
1: Yeoman bowman. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: So yeah, no, I thought I thought that was interesting. Like it, it just it's just a, a point of difference between the two films because a lot of what they do is. It's actually really fascinating the things that they do similarly, but then the things that they do differently, and that's that's like a big one. Is that we see, uh, you know, Robin as a kid. He's he's a pretty good shot, but his dad's a better shot. But his dad gets mm. murdered because he tells he tells the sheriff to go stuff himself. Uh, that was
1: great. I actually loved. Fantastic. It. I I haven't really. I mean, in Prince of Thieves, they refer to his father, who is of course Brian Blessed, <laughs> genius, but he dies very quickly. This is one where you actually see a relationship between the father and son and it's quite a respectful one and his dad is obviously a patriot and a kind person and an honourable man and a freaking great dude with an arrow.
0: And and they get the archery tournament out of the way, like straight away. They make that part of his origin story.
1: It's not a trap for him like it is in the Errol Flynn one. uh, Yeah. Where they trap him at the archery tournament. It's a, oh, this is where his dad, you know, triumphs. And then for his efforts gets an arrow in the back, which Mm. if I can just say is the weirdest, (laughs) it's such a weird moment. They're walking along going, well, that was a good tournament. And, uh, Hey, how about that Marion? <laughs> and and then he says, Oh, we might need to defend ourselves if you, you dress down the the prince like that. And he says, Well, I'm an honorable man and no prince is gonna tell me what to say. And then he immediately cops an arrow to the Immediately back. dies. Like this. And then he just goes, he goes, oh, and collapses. It's it's yeah. this weird death, which is maybe that's maybe that's accurate. Maybe if you get an arrow in the back, that's what happens. You just go oh, and it was <laughs> It was quite strange, and you don't really get a chance for to see Robin mourn his father. He sort of jumps into action, and then they cut away to you know. You just assume that oh well, clearly the death of your father has inspired this uh, outlaw life,
0: but yeah, there's a lot of shorthand going on because I mean you know to be uh, in the in the moment like he's also like running for his life, like he's he's also they're they're trying to kill him as well, Um, and also he kills a guy, which is an interesting because in the I don't I'm not sure. Have you ever read? Any of the old Robin Hood stories, Natalie? Like, are you had you read any of the, like like the the original sort of collected sort of tales or anything like that?
1: Bits and pieces. Yeah. I'm not an expert. I should. No, be. No, no, that's all right. No, neither am I. I but I, I was. No, I, I look. I've maybe had a book as a kid, but.
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, basically, the, the reason I mentioned that is because in the sort of what became sort of the collected edition origin of Robin Hood, this sort of seems to be taking its uh, inspiration from that, because in the in the books, he does kill a guy like he basically the way he becomes an outlaw to start with is some guys are giving him shit. He's basically this t- this teenager, you know, walking along, you know, going into town and and a bunch of woodsmen basically say, you know, kid, you, you know, you, you can't you can't shoot properly and he's like, let's see and then that they get into a fight and he basically shoots one of them. It sort of mirrors that, but it it, it takes out the the unsavory element because because it's mm. Disney. It sort of makes it very much a self defense sort of scenario where someone was trying to kill him, so he killed him first. So yeah, no, I thought that was really interesting. I thought it was a really interesting way to start the film. The next item on my list was actually in England. Yeah. So this this movie, as you mentioned, was filmed entirely in England and including like there there are parts of it that are actually filmed in the actual Sherwood Forest but really? you wouldn't you wouldn't know because it just looks like, it, it looks eerily like the Errol Flynn version. Yeah. Like, strangely, it's just very strange. I mean, so some of it would have been sets, I imagine. Like, like there are some location work and there's some, like, sets. Oh, yes. Yeah, so you know,
1: and some are very clearly matte paintings. But obviously, yes, some of those castles yes. were real. Um, yeah,
0: exactly. And, and, you know, certainly when they're out and about in the forest, uh, you know, riding horses and things. Like, they're outside, they're in the forest, oh. and that's, that's rural England, and it yeah. just looks like California somehow. I don't I know wonder- how they managed that.
1: I wonder if it's the Technicolor process.
0: It might you know, be. It Maybe. might be. It just looks too colourful. Everything's yeah. blue and green. The <laughs> next item on my list is, uh, we mentioned it before, but um, the Sheriff is great in this. Uh, Yeah, he's he's yeah. fantastic. I love him. Really, really good.
1: He's probably and again, the
0: MVP. Like oh, absolutely. Like, he's the best character. And he definitely, that they've done the thing where they've condensed the Sheriff and Guy of Gisborne into one character.
1: Yes. That was on my list too. No Guy of Gisborne. They've, they've yeah. made him sort of, I don't know that he's, I think maybe he's a knight or something. He, he Prince John refers to him as like de Lacy or de Lancie or something.
0: Yeah, th- the there's a sense that he's not- a nobleman who's taken up this position because he can yeah. see it as advancing his standing. He's throwing in his lot yes. with John. And they have a, a little thing, which uh, it brings me to the next item on my list, which is, uh, speaking of planks of wood, John is a plank of wood in this. Um, <laughs> I- unremarkable, poorly acted. like Well...
1: <sighs> I, there was something – he was very subtle.
0: Yes. Subtle is a good word for it, yes.
1: Yeah. He, Non-existent? Did, did you note that he was also a uh, a redhead?
0: Oh, I didn't. Oh, okay. That's interesting.
1: Yeah, as was Claude Rains. So I'm of I'm course. just wondering if, that, if they're making a comment that, you know, redheaded people are clearly de- deceptive and sneaky. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, we know they have no souls, so –
1: Well, that chap who played Prince John was a British broadcaster, writer, and actor called Hubert Gregg. He was also a novelist, theatre director, and hit songwriter. I'm trying to see if there's anything else that we might know of. (laughs) Uh, He directed some Agatha Christie's.
0: I was about to say, I went through his filmography and I didn't see a lot of, Mm. I didn't see anything that I recognised really, so... It's possible uh, there's some uh, unknown gems in there that that someone is aware of, but I'm I think he had a, a relatively unremarkable uh, film and TV career.
1: You're right; he didn't chew the scenery like Claude Rains did. Claude Rains. No, was, and I don't as need as him said. to. I don't.
0: I don't necessarily Obviously need him to do that. I just feel like he was very subtle, and yes. I feel like he kind of got lost. In, in everything, especially up against having Peter Finch there as the sheriff of Nottingham, you know, really turning up and and being quite a quite an electric screen presence. You know, Hubert Gregg is sort of fades into the background a bit, even though he's supposed to be. He just seems kind of flummoxed a lot. Yeah, Things will happen, wearing, and he's like, oh, 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 no.
1: He's wearing very elaborate purple robes. <laughs> yes, and they're doing some of the heavy lifting. Uh, yes, definitely. A, um, lot, a lot of
0: a lot of uh, a lot of costume work in this in this you movie. You
1: don't really get why he wants to overthrow Richard it's just sort of assumed well clearly you're the younger brother you want to be king but there's no kind of declarative statement there's no you know good villainous moment uh there's just a oh well the taxes that you had to give
0: (laughs) the taxes the taxes when you
1: when you got pulled into the square and shown up and you had to give away all the money and can we rob that back (laughs) yes this is my plan. We re- yeah, there's 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 even a moment when the sheriff is kind of embarrassed by Robin Hood, and he says, "Oh, uh, when he rescues, oh, when he rescues the guy from being beaten up, uh, who's hanging, oh yeah. The, guy who's, yeah, the guy who's hanging up, dressed in a deer skin, and just being yeah, which was quite effective dudes.
0: actually, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: it was a really effective scene. That was probably the most action in the whole scene. Is just this circle in the town square, weirdly enough, of riders on horseback just running mm. up to this dude in a circle and just thumping him, like whipping him. Uh, and like everyone's
0: standing around going, ah, oh, shame, shame, well, you know.
1: Now I thought they were yelling shame at Nottingham.
0: Uh, they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they were angry that this was being done to. Yes. Like okay, a, a good. Poor I didn't misread yeah.
1: that. I didn't misread that because sometimes I do love it sometimes where you have a Robin Hood story, and this does happen in Prince of Thieves, where the outlaws <laughs> who have been giving money to the poor and are folk heroes all of a sudden yeah. get caught and sentenced to hang, and all of a sudden the townspeople are like, boo, string him up, boo. <laughs> like,
0: Which honestly is, is probably a bit more accurate. Like people just, people would just show up for a good hanging, you know?
1: Yes. Well, that's right. There's, there was not a lot to do. Uh, and that's, as I think I wrote down with the Bard, it's like, there wasn't a lot of entertainment back then. So,
0: a- <laughs> well, actually, you know, I didn't, I didn't have Alan Dale on my list, but I really liked, I really liked Alan Dale in this. I don't know. I don't know whether that's just me. Did you, you didn't he, care for him?
1: He was a choice.
0: He, he was a choice. Like, he was a choice. I will including admit.
1: Including him was a choice. Having him act as sort of a de facto narrator.
0: Yeah, he's like a Greek chorus of, throughout, the, throughout the movie.
1: Yeah, he almost kind of talks to the audience, like to, talks to us as viewers as much mm. as he talks to other random townsfolk who then refuse to pay him. <laughs> 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 uh, I think maybe what spoiled me is if you've seen the musical Spamalot. There's a <laughs> yeah, that- yes,
0: yes, yes. Oh, God, yes. I was going to mention this. He is absolutely uh, Sir Robin's uh, bard.
1: Yes. So brave <laughs> Sir Robin and and the guy comes out behind him singing like, and he's oh brave Sir Robin and he's a bit scared, but he'll do his best and he'll, like, it's just kind of narrating. <laughs> yeah.
0: Bravely the, brave Sir Robin ran away.
1: That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> bravely bravely ran away. And then you've got Sir Robin looking increasingly pissed off with it all. So that's what that loot, you know. Reminded me of like oh Robin Sherwood in the forest. <laughs> it, it makes
0: he, it makes you wonder if like Monty Python were like you know inspired by this. Like presumably they would have that they they could have seen this movie.
1: They would have seen it as kids.
0: You do wonder if like there's something crept in there because I, he- I wondered too. I mean speaking of the later Disney animated version that very prominently features Alan a Dale as a like a, a troubadour rooster um, oh, who sings right. who sings country music. Like he he's the through line through the whole movie. That's- Right. Um, so you wonder if, like, they were drawing inspiration from here as well, the, especially because it's, it's Sir Robin. You know what I mean?
1: Yes, yes, that's exactly right. I think that's very much a, a pastiche of, the, <laughs> you know, sing about how brave he is. Yeah. And undermine him while doing so. But yeah. yeah, he he just he just had this kind of creep. And he actually was a guitarist, the guy who played that role. I looked him up, and
0: yeah, 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 yeah. He was, yeah, guitar, yeah. So um, obviously- he was uh, Elton Hayes, who was apparently a, a actor, and he was the um, oh god, I've forgotten his name now, which completely ruins the joke. He was the Ed Sheeran of his day.
1: That's so good. That, yes, that's exactly what he is. He's the Ed
0: Sheeran. <laughs> and, and just like Ed Sheeran, he's a weird, unwelcome presence in this movie.
1: <laughs> the Ed Sheeran of Sherwood Forest. <laughs> but he's he's sort of weird because it's like he's on Robin's side, but then he like has to go through Sherwood Forest and he's like, oh, we might be captured. He doesn't seem to have been a part of the Merry Men until we see him join them. But then he's had all the gossip about the Merry Men, so...
0: Yeah, like you get the sense that he was just sort of making shit up before that, and then he sort of meets them, and he's like, oh, yeah, no, I've been singing about you this whole time.
1: Yeah. I'm I'm your
0: your hype guy, come on.
1: (laughs) Now I can get first-hand information for all Mm. of my TikToks, which is (laughs) – what he kind of is like, I
0: don't know,
1: Yeah, a modern equivalent.
0: Speaking of Robin, the next item on my list is uh, Robin Hood gets beaten a lot in this, just losing fights left, right and centre, which happened in the first movie, but I feel like it's more conspicuous in this movie. Like he gets his ass handed to him by Little John, which does happen in in the original movie, and he gets beaten by Friar Tuck. I don't remember him winning a lot of fights, if that makes sense. This is what I
1: mean. There's no real... Everything is kind of by subterfuge, it, it yeah. seems to win by sneaking up. Like maybe the only fight is when the Queen's convoy is going through Sherwood. This is sort of near yes. the end of the film, and it has all the money that Nottingham had to unwittingly give to. Yeah, I, I suppose I should explain that plot point. So the the big climax, I guess, of the film. There's a two year gap. Sorry, I should say there's a two year gap. <laughs> It's just kind of taken care of in a title card. So Robin Hood becomes Robin Hood, embarrasses the sheriff of Nottingham, and then it just cuts to. Turns out the crusade was a failure. Two years later, crusade has been a failure, and Richard's been captured. So there's the idea then that Robin's just been hanging out in the forest for two years. Yeah, Uh, and maybe that's true. Maybe that's how long it took. But it's it's like wouldn't Nottingham have tried to catch him in that two years? Anyway, doesn't matter. Put it aside. They've evaded justice justice in quotation marks, for two years. (laughs) And all of a sudden Richard's been kidnapped, which is something that was in the first movie, and they have to raise the ransom to pay for it.
0: And then that becomes a major plot point.
1: That's the major plot point. That's the major plot. This is the the weird thing. The climax of the movie rests upon can the Midland counties, where Nottingham is.
0: (laughs) Raise enough levies to pay for Richard's ransom.
1: Raise their fair share because all of the southern counties have and all of the northern counties have and yeah. Eleanor also says don't worry the midland counties are all rich and they'll donate meanwhile <laughs> prince john who's only been left in charge of the midland counties obviously yes he's gone oh no we're all poor because we have to like pay mercenaries to like stop robin hood but they're really crap obviously they keep being beaten so we have to keep taxing people to pay for more <laughs> mercenaries to subdue Robin Hood, and then they keep getting killed. So we just have no money, Mum. I'm so sorry. This is kind of the plot that the movie hinges on at the end. Is that?
0: Yeah, because uh, there, there's they- this elaborate ruse that, that the yes. sheriff and, and, and John cook up where they're going to pretend they're going to dress their men like the Merry Men in all green yes. and then yes. rob the baggage train that has the ransom and Eleanor yes. of Aquitaine. Yes,
1: yes. <laughs> and they're going to rob it, and so everyone will be like, "Oh my god, Robin Hood! They've really done it now. They've stolen from the queen, and they'll, you know, that that will sully their reputation with all the 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 nice people of, uh, yeah. of the counties forevermore." So, I, I, except
0: the plan is immediately thwarted, <laughs> immediately um, thwarted. because the actual Merry Men show up and just kick everyone's ass.
1: Yeah, and they see like, they see what they're doing. Super
0: easy, barely an inconvenience, inconvenience. you know, like. <laughs>
1: yeah. It is absolutely true that their plan immediately fails, and they are able to work it out. the The guy, you know, the guy who sees the soldiers changing their clothes in the forest, then gathers up their original clothes and is able to present them to the queen and say, "Look, these are the real colors. These are the sheriff of Nottingham's men." Hmm. And, uh, and and immediately it is it is foiled. Why did I bring that up?
0: No, no just just it's it's a thing that happened in the movie.
1: It's a thing that happened in the movie, and that is the main plot. And so once all that happens there is they realise that Marion has been kept behind, locked in the castle, and they decide yes. to go back and rescue her. And uh, in rescuing her, Robin and the Sheriff of Nottingham fight. He's crushed by a drawbridge. Robin is rescued from the moat. He falls into the moat. He's dragged out by little John. And then we see them back at the camp in Sherwood with Robin sort of recovering. And then Yeah, because he, return. like,
0: got an arrow in the back or something. Like, he, he got, like, badly injured. Yeah, and and well, he to... fell off
1: into the water. I, I, uh, I knew he was shot, but he sort of was shot in his clothing. I, I thought, but maybe he was shot as well. Probably was shot. Well, like
0: the the the, the implication is that he had some. He was wounded, and he had to like yes. rest up. And he then, had and to then... rest up.
1: And the only way was for Marion to be dressed as a basically exactly the same outfit as Robin is dressed <laughs> yes. in. Yes, in, in a very
0: very psychologically complex uh, <laughs> yeah. arrangement.
1: It was a thing and uh, to, to spoon feed him quite forcefully barley broth. And then, and so for some reason I was expecting that there'd be like another fight or something coming because like, a, no, a, a knight shows up saying, I'm here to rid Sherwood Forest of bandits. And they're all like, ha, oh, well, you won't stop us. We're here to protect the king's honour. And then he's like, oh, it is the king. Hooray. <laughs>
0: And there was much rejoicing.
1: He knights Sir Robin there on the spot and orders him to marry Marion and they kiss and that's it. Like,
0: there's no. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It and, just and kind then we're
1: of done. ends. It's very. Yeah, uh, they, 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 they wrap
0: up all of, the, all of the hanging plot points and then we're done. But having said that, it is a mercifully short eighty four minutes long. So <laughs>
1: this is what I mean. You kind of that's why I think because certainly with some of the Batman movies we've been watching this so long, you're like, Oh, well this is leading into the next big fight. No. No, they've got, like you don't see John get his comeuppance. You don't even see no, him dressed, yeah, Yeah, dressed yeah down you by don't do mother. you?
0: Yeah, his mum tells him off and then that's it kind of. Like as if but that's she, punishment no, she enough. Doesn't. She doesn't tell him off. No, she doesn't. Yeah, no, she doesn't. Does, she, does he get locked in a? Am I am locked, I forgetting?
1: You're, you're, like yeah, he doesn't get he,
0: locked up or anything, or
1: no, no. They he locks Marion up, and then Robin yeah. and his men break in and make Robin and uh, make John and the sheriff let Marion out. They all escape except for Robin Hood, who then has to fight Nottingham, who gets crushed by a drawbridge. They end up back at the cave. So Marion is with Robin at the cave, but Eleanor. All you saw was her telling Robin when the, the, the convoy was attacked and then the Merry Men saved them. And she said, thank you, Robin, your deeds this day will be rewarded or something like that. And that's it. You don't yeah. see John again. You never see Yeah, John's done. Yeah,
0: Richard that's right. Richard never
1: says anything about John. He just says, England owes a debt to you. But he never says, my pissant little brother, I'm going to see to him. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, they're they're just sort
0: of dumb. That's what I mean. He's so inconsequential to this movie, he just vanishes and I had completely forgotten that he had done mm, that. Like he just disappears and the movie's done with him.
1: Yes. Like we care about the
0: sheriff because he has a direct sort of rivalry with Robin Hood. But like as far as John, the movie is concerned, John just like goes away at that point.
1: Yeah. So the, the pacing is not, I guess, what we would do in a movie or expect in a movie these days. But having said that, it is a Disney movie and you're so that's right true. when you say that that is probably guiding a lot of decision making. I mean, this was made as a theatrical release. It wasn't made to be a Sunday oh, yeah, night yeah. on no, no. 7 film.
0: This was a, the big experiment for Disney. Before this, they'd made uh, Treasure Island, oh. the great, the fantastic live action Trevor, Treasure Island, which if, if you've never seen, you have, seen it. See it. Oh, you have to see it. You have to see it because, Natalie, kid, that's where pirates come from. Like I really can't stress that enough. Everything you think of about a pi- if you picture in your head a pirate, that's Long John Silver in in the Disney nineteen fifty Treasure Island. The actor who played that role, whose name escapes me uh, right now, is but it um, Robert Newton. It is yes, it is yes, yes, yes. The way he talks in that movie, you know, he's our Jim lad. What we're we're are little you're a rum lad, Jim, right? He speaks like a pirate. That's where pirates come from. That movie is where pirates come from as far as pop culture is concerned.
1: Okay. So, yes, it says here he was born in Dorset in the West Country and grew up in Cornwall. So, of course, he yeah. would have that. Accent. So, so he the, was just oh, his accent. and He's the patron saint of international talk like a pirate day.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And also, he was known for his hard-living lifestyle and was cited as a role model by the actor Oliver Reed and the Who's drummer, Keith Moon. <laughs> 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 Holy shit.
0: A mixed legacy at best, but he is—he is a legend, and, and that movie is actually really good. Like, like even beyond like the the cultural sort of uh, weight that it has, I love Treasure Island as a story. I, I love the book when I was a kid, and that movie rules. That that movie is really, really good, and it was really well received at the time. Like, it did really well cr- critically and and commercially, and so in uh, you know Disney were like, okay, we might be onto something here. Let's remake another classic what else have we got Oh Robin Hood will we'll make a Robin Hood movie and you know this story I, I think it did fairly well but I think you know diminishing returns is is what I would say because you know it, it's fine like it's it's a fine movie you know it's it's not bad like we were saying but it's just kind of eh, it's just kind of another version of Robin Hood I guess
1: I'm just looking at photos of him this guy died when he was 50.
0: yes yes he is a rough 50.
1: and he he lived a life. That's, he sure ooh. did just looking at him as as long john silver and he looks i don't
0: know but even that even that costume even even what he what yeah. he wears as long john silver like that's the a pirate is,
1: is that the he's got a par- parrot yeah he's
0: got a parrot on his shoulder and a peg leg and he's a pirate like that that is what you think of when you think of a pirate you got the the black tricorner hat the jacket with the buttons and the and the parrot on the shoulder like he's a pirate he is a capital p pirate I'm getting the sense from you, Stu, that he was a pirate. He certainly was Natalie.
1: I'm just looking up when I just was like, when has there been the most recent Treasure Island? Because I can't remember It's not
0: anything. something that gets remade very often. Like, it's I mean, so- you, you kind of have like I mean, basically the Pirates of the Caribbean movies kind of step step in for it. Like, okay, that, that's- so here
1: we go. Treasure Island, nineteen ninety TV movie starring Charlton Heston, as long oh, wow. as I'm Christopher Lee, Oliver Reed, aforementioned, and Christian Bale. What, as Jim? I assume as the, the – yeah, Jim Hawkins. In key, 1990,
0: I mean, yeah, it would have been Yeah, as well, Jim, he was yeah. young.
1: Because he was in yeah. – he, he'd been in films before that, I think. He was
0: – He was in Newsies.
1: Yeah. I, Treasure Island is probably due for a remake. I mean, it could be Well, but, of- but
0: again, like, like, it's it's weird because um the Pirates of the Caribbean movies have kind of, like, weirdly poisoned the water on that one. Yeah, line. but
1: you could – do a bit of a reset. Yeah, could,
0: that's true. Like a more historical sort of thing because like they, they lean heavily into the, the, into uh, the supernatural and, sort of elements of it. Yeah, yeah. They,
1: they got a bit crazy with all that stuff. But, you know, they've got like, for God's sake, nobody wants Johnny Depp in anything anymore. So he's a to <laughs> get some pirate swashbuckle action. Yeah. like I I'm just looking at Google and I said Treasure Island, Images, and that's the most recent one I can find as a TV movie. Unless I'm absolutely missing something, please call in if you know. Please call in Disney Treasure Planet. Oh, there's Treasure Planet,
0: of course. Yeah, yeah, that's that was um famous. It's one of those ones that bombed at the time, but since uh, people have really um tried to reclaim it, like saying that it's good, saying that it's good actually. I don't know, (laughs) I don't know, I haven't, yeah, because yeah, like I'm, I'm oh, and of course, of course, we're forgetting the classic. Muppet Treasure Island uh, in 1996 with with Tim Curry as Long John Silver.
1: Uh, I I think I would have seen that, but I haven't in years. I can't remember it very well. This is what (laughs) I mean by like the the, the 1950 Treasure Island. I'm sure I probably saw it as a kid as like Disney cut, you know, afternoon show, but I have very little memory of it.
0: I'm seeing here, I've I've looked up adaptations, and there was a Treasure Island in 1999 with Jack Palance as Long John Silver.
1: Oh my god, they've made it like a um, Western then.
0: Yeah, kind of, it looks like, because you've got Patrick Bergen as Billy Bones, Christopher Benjamin, who I'm not familiar with as Quiet Trelawney, Kevin Zegers as Jim, Jim Hawkins. Uh Kevin so, Oh yes, so well
1: known. Kevin
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. That was nineteen ninety-nine. And then Treasure Planet was two thousand and two, and that's kind of a riff, obviously. Oh and and the asylum, I'm not sure you you do you're aware of the 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 American like rip-off merchants. Film studio, the asylum. No, uh, they, they for a while they, they were they were famous for doing um, cheap knockoffs of famous movies. So they did like a movie called Alien vs. Hunter, and um, <laughs> but I think I think their most famous their most famous ones is obviously the uh, the Sharknado series. Like they're the oh, that's they're, them. The guy, they're the guys who did Sharknado. That that's kind of their their big thing. But they did um, the day the Earth stopped. You know, as opposed to the day the Earth stood still, and <laughs> uh, quite they, they is did a film. Fa- famously, they they did a film called Transformers, Transmorphers. as opposed to Transformers. <laughs> um, yeah, like, they,
1: they're doing this like they know they're doing it tongue in cheek, or are they sort of? Oh yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah, 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 okay. yeah. Their whole shtick is that they make cheap, shitty B movies. Like, like yeah, and so so they did a they did a 2006 version called Pirates of Treasure Island, which obviously was trying to cash in on the Pirates of the Caribbean film, but also is, is more of a direct adaptation of, of it says it's a uh, loosely adapted from Robert Louis Stevenson's novel. I so, was just yes. about
1: to say, Stu, I was like, I'm sure there must be a porn version called Pleasure Island. That must have been uh, you, and, you then, of would, course, you, and then, of course, I remember You know what the porn version <laughs> is, Natalie. Was, the porn version is pirates it that sure we together. Which is more
0: um, of a porn version of um, the Pirates of the Caribbean movies, obviously. But, yes, yeah, like that's, like that's, 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 that's right. it. That's right. I just went, that, that, why the hasn't version. there
1: been a porn version of called Pleasure Island? Then I went, hang on, Natalie, what are you saying? You know what the porn <laughs> version is. Ah, uh, if only we'd podcasted about that movie, Stu. Maybe we should rewatch it. Do a bit of an anniversary rewatch.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh- <laughs> sure. We, we can re- we can recreate that uncomfortable experience. <laughs>
1: yeah, and then just oh this bit again. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, how oh, I remember such, this? Yeah. How come they <laughs> have such perfectly manicured, you know, acrylic nails in the seventeen hundreds? Yes, and so how the, do the, they, um. How, how, the silicon breast implants, how did they get uh, Yes, Yes,
0: yes. Bre- breast augmentation uh, technology was really advanced for the time period. <laughs> anyway, Robin uh, Hood is a movie yes. we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> Back to your list. The last time on my list was just that uh, Richard's mum is all over this. Uh, Eleanor of Aquitaine hmm. is a major character in this film and drives the, the main plot point. Yeah. Uh, so, I'm- yes.
1: Which I really like because she yeah. was still alive. And she did play a major part in ransoming Richard because he was Absolutely. her favourite. She has a nice line at one point where she says, uh, uh, raising two sons like you, I can take care of myself. Mm. Doesn't make mention of the fact that I think in total Eleanor of Aquitaine had like 12 kids.
0: <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah.
1: Like 12 or 13. She had a lot of kids because she'd been married before Henry II mm. and she'd had, I think, Three or four kids, and then she married Henry and had like seven or eight kids. Just incredibly pumped him out. <laughs> like, like obviously, Pro- she's
0: proper a- medieval queen. She she did did the job but, that she was meant to do.
1: But you know what I mean? Like the fact that she didn't die in childbirth and lived to such a long hmm. age is yeah. extraordinary. Obviously, she was a queen. She got the best care that possibly was there. But we're still talking about childbirthing <laughs> in the 12th century. The fact that nothing went wrong. She didn't have any. You know, it's a dangerous thing to try and have a baby. It also It is, especially
0: especially in the Middle Ages.
1: That's what I'm saying, the fact that nothing went wrong and she had that many kids just kept pumping them out. I was really glad to see her as a character. I thought that was something different that I haven't seen in Robin Hood depictions. I think No, absolutely. I think, yeah, no. I she was I think really good. She turns up in the Russell Crowe one actually. Oh, okay. Uh, From memory, she's in that, from the bits and pieces that I've seen. she's
0: not in very many. You're you're right. Like, she doesn't really Um, show up as a a main character like this again, which is interesting. You know, it's something that that sets this film apart.
1: Yeah, and given that she is the epitome of strong female character, (laughs) I'm surprised there hasn't been more made of her. uh,
0: And it's interesting, too, because they they obviously have her in this movie and she's a a really sort of strong presence in the movie, which kind of undercuts Marion a little bit. Marion kind of disappears in this movie I didn't have this on my list I'd finish my list is finished but I I did sort of just thinking about it like Marion kind of doesn't do a lot in this movie and and ends up ends the film having to be rescued basically
1: yeah she's the damsel damsel in distress you know yeah yeah. there was promise though because the idea that they knew each other as children and had you know Mm. had the hots for each other and she used to tease him by putting off his archery I thought that was great like just like pushing his yeah pushing his mark out of the way. So he kept yeah, it was his great, shot. Yeah. It's like, that's so clever. And then she, you know, he chases her through the forest and she trips him over and pushes him out of the way. And he says, oh, I've got this woman I love. And she's got beautiful golden hair and blue eyes, which is clearly the opposite of, you know, her features. And it's just kind of good natured <laughs> yes. yeah, ribbing. And then she takes off to be a, a maid for the queen. Uh, oh, sorry. she She's at the archery tournament and Robin's dad wins the tournament. But then he says, we'll give the golden arrow prize to my son because he made the mark first. I just happened to split the arrow because I'm that good. Uh and he gives her the arrow and then the last we see is her riding <laughs> off and waving this arrow at him <laughs> like she's on a horse going, "Hey, look, I got it." Bye. Yeah, I know, it's like
0: she 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 didn't need that, did she? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, "Here you go." I'm like, "You Bye live then. she lives in a castle, man. I'm I'm she, I don't think she needs the golden arrow. It's fine." She's-
1: probably got some funds but you're right she does kind of because there's that gap where robin becomes robin and then she only sort of factors in when eleanor Mm. turns up again to say hey we need your money to rescue richard And he says ah well we've got this outlaw called robin fitzhooth which i better mention his name so anyone who maybe knows him can overhear and have an opinion.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, I'll quickly go through my list because it wasn't super great, but I've got other notes. My first thing is why does Robin Hood look like Peter Pan?
0: He, he's <laughs> like, very Peter Panish, ish And like, the thing is, like, Robin Hood as a character is often a, a bit in the same sort of ballpark as Peter Pan. He's sort of a puckish figure sometimes. But,
1: but I'm talking the yeah, Disney like, Peter Pan. I'm just trying to yeah. find out when the Disney Peter Pan was because –
0: it, would have been, it was in the 50s i think
1: it was the year after
0: yeah so just after this yeah so
1: i wonder maybe, if that was maybe maybe that of, was
0: influenced by this
1: yeah peter pan wears green tights and a green tunic but i wonder if it was inspired by robin hood because he's got the like yeah cuz
0: he's even got the little hat with the feather
1: and the way he stands like he stands with his hands on his hips and i mean maybe it was yeah. based on maybe it was based on the um errol flynn but for some reason he looked way more peter panish in this one mm Errol Flynn's outfit when he's all in green was spangly. Remember I talked about in the first episode he had this kind of spangly green outfit, looked a bit disco. (laughs) Everyone in this movie is wearing hessian. Everyone is like in sack material. There's a lot more linen, there's a lot more hemp, natural fabrics, natural fibres, and... It, it seems a bit earthier. Does that make sense? Like everyone in Robin Hood looked too perfect,
0: Yeah, no, it does. It does.
1: This one looks a bit perfect. Although as, as we mentioned. As <laughs> you know, the budget was a lot more, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They were a bit more limited. A- as I mentioned, like weirdly, the 1938 version was sort of in terms of costuming a lot more accurate to the time period than even this movie where, you know, you got Marion running around in boys' clothing and all that sort of thing. and. and- <gasps> You know, I forgot little she did John that. walking around without pants on.
1: Yeah, well I, d- I forgot Marion ran around as a as a boy though to go see them. That's a bit of agency. She did do that. She took off Yeah, a
0: little bit, a little bit, yeah, yeah.
1: And wore the very bizarre double colour page outfit, like one half was grey, one half was red. It was a very interesting choice of colour yeah, matching. I'm sure very they very strange. I'm sure they based it on something <laughs> historic. Yeah, I just I just felt that he looked like Peter Pan. I don't know why. It just kept maybe something about his face mm. kept coming back. Peter Pan, Peter Pan. No,
0: totally. Yeah. I, I get that. I, I totally get that. There, there is some crossover there, but he looks a lot like Peter Pan in this movie.
1: Mm. There's a moment, and I put this on my list, just wrote like moment with the tree. And I know what I'm talking about. There's a moment where Alan Dale takes Marion into Sherwood Forest because he has to mm. go there to get to the next town. And she says, I'll come with you. And then Midge the Miller, not much the Miller's son, but Midge the Miller says, I'm going to go with them. And uh, yes, yeah, yeah. And then he says, play that song about Robin Hood. And he said, but you've already heard it today. And he said, oh, yes, but if we play it, Robin Hood will hear it and know we're on his side and we want to find him. So they start playing this like Robin Hood in the forest song. They turn around a tree and there's just Robin, <laughs> Will Scarlet. Yeah, just
0: Robin Hood standing there.
1: And little John just standing there in this trio formation with their hands on their hips, like, ah! It's just, it's like this jump cut straight to them looking really serious. Yeah. And it made me laugh so much. Like, it was hysterical. I, I don't know what I, I, I don't know how they, the timing was just like this beautiful, this is what I mean. A lot of things were inten- unintentionally funny for me in this film. And that was the main one.
0: Mm. Well, totally. But th- that scene is so weird because like everyone there is theoretically the sorts of people who Robin Hood is supposed to be protecting. And yet they robbed them. They're like, come on, come on, cough up. We need money for King Richard.
1: Oh, yeah. It was a weird scene. I will It's kind that of
0: because- weird. It's kind of the opposite of, of <laughs> robbing the rich to give to the poor. It's kind of robbing the poor to pay the rich's ransom.
1: Because Midge the Miller is like this weird character. He is a bit odd. And Robin says, oh, I've heard that Midge the Miller is a miser and he hoards money. So we're going to steal all your money. And so they look through his sack of flour for his gold. And he says, no, no, get your hands off. I'll get it. I'll get it. And then he rummages his hands around and then flings flour over them all, which I thought was a very good trick, very good bit of a uh, distraction. <laughs> yes. But of course they then grab the bag, dump it all over him, and then Marion tries to fight them off and then her hair falls out and Robin realises it's Marion and then he picks her up and kind of scoops her off. And then little John <laughs> scoops up the Midge the Miller and they head back to the camp and then Will yes. Scarlet just goes, come on, minstrel. <laughs> And the minstrel follows them with his dog. He's got a little sausage dog or something. Very cute. Yeah, he's
0: like, okay, yeah, he's got a little yeah. dog.
1: But yeah, it's an odd... I think it's supposed to be that whole, ha, 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 we're men of the forest and we we have our jokes. We're the merry men. This is how we get our kicks. As we said, there's not a lot on. <laughs>
0: there's not a lot happening <laughs> in Sherwood Forest.
1: Weeks at a other time. Other than some alone light banditry the- and horseplay. <laughs> it was basically the 12th century version of a hype house, you know, when they get all those influences and they put them in a house and they just give them the yeah. internet yeah, 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 and mobile exactly. phones <laughs> and go, just make weird, crazy stunts. <laughs> like, you know, they were back there going, okay, who can like do the biggest poo and we measure it and see who does that. That's today's prank. <laughs> <Or> that's today's <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> Like they just get really gross. Like when dudes get gross, when they live together. I don't know, Stu, this is what I've heard. Dudes, left alone mm-hmm. they turn into like vampires they start nesting and just getting real gross this is my knowledge it's, it's of
0: pretty it, it's it can be a bit of a feedback loop too sometimes yes absolutely <laughs>
1: Things get messy and things get weird. And uh, that's what was happening in Sherwood Forest. So that's the people turn up and they're like, yeah, we're going to have some kicks. And everyone's like, oh, my God, they're going to murder us. It's like, no, 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 we're really nice people. We're just bored.
0: Yeah, we're just bored. We're just causing some trouble. We'll, we'll give the gold back.
1: I'm just looking through the rest of my list, and it's pretty much all stuff that we have mentioned. Oh, yeah, at one point someone mentions an, a, a, a posse. We'll need another posse. I don't know why I wrote that down. <laughs> oh, the arrows! I was going to say it is kind of cool how they use the arrows to communicate in this one. They have like different colors. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: that's a whole that's a whole thing. They've got like messenger arrows and and that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, and like
1: danger or this could be danger. It could be a friend. And they've obviously got them f- representing different people, so you know which direction to to go to. So when mm. the one for the the um, holding up of the the queens convoy at the end they know that's to the south because of who fired the arrow they they recognize the arrow so yeah i thought that was really cool but what it means is that every time an arrow flies you hear this like Like a ring through the air. Yeah, it's like surely other people heard this too, and also they're in a forest. Like they've got incredible shots to know exactly how to shoot to the camp. I mean, I yeah, it definitely said like they're basically
0: firing these things wildly into the air. I I guess in the general vicinity of their of their hideout, and it always seems to find the mark nearby. You know what I mean?
1: America doesn't have missiles with that much precision now.
0: No. Yes. (laughs) Quite famously. (laughs)
1: they were so precise and so like but they just make this to the point where you'll hear the sound and everyone will go huh and you know oh that's an arrow but surely that alerts the bad guys as well i mean
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean sure yeah but the I, movie I the movie was, seems pretty unconcerned by that
1: yeah the rest of my list was basically the same as yours i'm just going to go through some of my other notes here mm. so much tax talk in this movie this yes. is like an accountant's what, dream what's
0: just, lots of lots of talk about fiscal, uh, fiscal duties and all that sort of thing.
1: There's a great moment when the sheriff is first caught by Robin Hood and ends up, they take him to their lair, they blindfold him, take him to their lair, serve him dinner at knife point, and then they get him to pay for dinner mm. and they say, okay, we've got to count up, so nine shillings for this and nine shillings for that, and then they all start throwing in and twenty shillings for my sheep, and blah, 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 blah. and then one of them goes, and for my son who was thrown down a well, like they're, all, <laughs> they're all animal related. They're all like, I lost, I lost my, you know, yeah, my cattle. I lost my pig. I had to sell my cow. I had to, and then one just goes, my kid was thrown down a well.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's claiming a bit of money for that. Like, I don't know. Again, just some of the things that just made me laugh inappropriately. Yes. Yeah.
0: No. Absolutely. It's a, uh, it's a weird movie.
1: Will Scarlet is just there and also a lot of the Merry Men. So he has To, to be honest, Men. Natalie, I had
0: forgotten that Will Scarlet was in this movie.
1: Oh, you had? Yeah. He, I but this is the thing.
0: completely forgotten.
1: Will Scarlet in the Errol Flynn movie turns up with him straight away. So you're like, oh, okay, he's Errol Flynn's buddy. Yeah. I don't need the full backstory, but he turns up with him. He's yeah. his buddy. Okay, cool. In this one, he's just a dude wearing red. And you're like, oh. That must be Will Scarlet because he's wearing red. (laughs) And then at one point Robin says to him, ah, cousin Will. And so you're like, oh, okay, it's his cousin. But there's no other. Yeah, no, there's nothing else. They give you
0: nothing else and he's not really a character.
1: And, yeah, so there's a few of the Merry Men like that before, like little John and his pantsless. He was a very big man, that little John. Like he was a big dude.
0: Yeah, he that guy. He was dude. he was great. Yeah, yeah. fantastic.
1: That's, that's why he looked extra pantless, because they they that is a full length dress on most people. It's just he's so big, it just came down to like top of his thigh.
0: Yeah, they're like, We're we're not gonna be able to um find pants long enough for this guy. It's gonna have to be pantsless.
1: <laughs> I love the fact that they point out this is the Midlands, but I don't know that many of them had Midlands accents.
0: Oh no, like, no, they the all wrong, just had kind of, they, they just all like, just had RP basically, didn't they?
1: Yeah. Hello, we're from the Midlands. Whereas they should have sounded like... Oi. Hello,
0: we're from the, Hello. Midlands. from
1: the Midlands. I mean, again, they should have all been speaking French. Or they probably didn't have accents back then. Well, but you know what i mean. saying. That's true. <laughs> um, when the dude was uh, being paddled, Stutchley I think his name is, because he ends up joining the Merry Men and he's got whip marks and he can't wear a shirt for like a month. So he's just shirtless and a whole bunch of things. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, no, 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 we're, we're taking this on board. He can't be shirtless because he's been whipped. So... It's got to be true to life. <laughs> when he's hauled up for poaching a deer, and he, he gives this very eloquent breakdown of like why he had to poach a deer. And it's like the old woman who, who swallowed a fly. And he's like, well, I had to sell my calf because he took my sheep to, for the taxes. And so then I had to sell my calf. Anyway, and so that's why I had to end up poaching a deer. So mm. they put him in a deer skin, hang him up in the public square, and then whip him. And all I could think of <laughs> in my broken brain was, That's a paddling. That's a paddling. (laughs) Damn right, that's a paddling.
0: Poaching (laughs) poaching the king's deer, that's a paddling. That's a
1: paddling. (laughs) And then at the end of that fight, there's like so much cabbage that gets thrown, all of a sudden the (laughs) Sheriff of Nottingham is just all this cabbage turns up and everyone's throwing fresh cabbage. I've just written here, is the Sheriff repressed sexually? (laughs) I don't know why I wrote that at that point. As I said. I mean, sure. So a little thing in here that I thought was quite – I mean, I don't know if it's an actual nod, but in this one we actually get a shirtless Robin Hood and he is taking a bath along Mm. with the, when they rescue the Stutchley who's been whipped, they're taking a bath near a waterfall and that's obviously something that happens in Prince of Thieves and I was wondering, I might be, you know, where else are you going to have a bath in Sherwood Forest but in like a pond or by a waterfall? So it's not that hard to, but anyway. So he takes his shirt off. So that's good. Oh, Robin uses a bullhorn? Like both for signalling, he's got like a, but then he also has one to drink out of. So he's got like his, yes. his bullhorn for drinking, uh, and then his bullhorn for calling. Sure. Oh, he wears a leather vest at one point, uh, and nothing meets, else. Oh, when he meets Little John, he's just wearing Little his John.
0: Tights. He's 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 rocking he's rocking the tights and the leather vest look.
1: And the leather vest. So they obviously were like, you know what, this guy is really hot. We should get him shirtless for a while.
0: But um, again, and maybe you're a better judge of this than I am, Natalie, but is he hot? He's just sort of generically
1: yeah, he's okay not.
0: looking? Like he's just he's, sort of fine. That's what I
1: mean. He's not memorable. Like if you asked me to pick his face out of a lineup, I couldn't. Yeah. Whereas I think I could probably get Peter Finch, mostly because yes. of the hair. yes. Yeah yeah exactly uh, He certainly this is obviously 25 years before Howard Beale and he certainly looks a lot different to how he does in <laughs> yes in, he uh, does yeah in network I'm just going through my notes now which are chronological but frier Tuck let's talk friar
0: Tuck let's talk about the song that friar Tuck sings to himself,
1: <laughs> to himself for
0: no good reason
1: <laughs> about having like be my woman and uh but he has a whole conversation before he sings a song he has a whole conversation. It's like the precursor to Norman Bates talking to his mother. Uh, (laughs) He's literally talking to his girlfriend going, oh, hey. Maybe
0: this was funnier gear back in 1952. I don't know. It just feels like (laughs) they they really linger on this stuff. And (laughs) it's it's like he's obviously like, you know, this this must have really knocked the the crew's socks off. (laughs) And they're like, oh no, you've got to film that. You've got to film him. This whole routine he's got, oh, it's amazing.
1: Maybe he was like a vaudevillian or something and was kind of. Probably. probably. He'd be the right yeah. age for
0: it, too. You know, yeah. he's got like his this, this was an old routine he must have done.
1: So then Robin turns up and, and duets with him briefly and then forces him to carry him across the river because that's how you get to the Abbey. You've got to ford <laughs> the river. He makes Friar Tuck carry him across and then on the other side loses. The status and Fry Attack says, "Now you're going to take me back," and so he takes him back.
0: Yeah, and then he's like, "Whoops!" And then they go back again. And then
1: they go back again. And I was very strange. This is going on a long time. Like, don't you have bandits to fight or something?
0: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Torturing a monk. (laughs) Yeah, like
0: it's just them getting one up on each other Mm. for a long, a long, long time.
1: (laughs) And and then
0: suddenly, like, he just sort of. Some of the sheriff's men show up out of nowhere and they're like, okay, well, now we're going to band together. There's a
1: whole fight scene there at the end of the Tuck robin Hood yeah. meeting. And Fryantuck is like, you can't have him. He's mine first. And that's where they end up capturing the... Fryantuck has a dog that, like, mauls the sheriff until they get <laughs> yeah. in. Into... <laughs> Massive dog. Massive dog. It just starts mauling him. So that's when they take him back, blindfolded, to their lair and they're drinking the big... You know, he's drinking his bullhorn. But how big I've got here? How big are the goblets that all the other dudes are drinking out of? They're like these massive, mm. like massive cups, wooden cups, that they're drinking out of, like enormous amount of ale. Then we go to that two-year interval. Oh, this was the thing about Maid Marian. Nobody was trying to marry Marian or marry her off in this film, which I thought was a bit refreshing, kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, I guess She's that. I, I guess her. that's. I guess that's progress.
1: She wasn't promised to Prince John or to the sheriff.
0: Yeah, there wasn't like a love triangle that involved her.
1: Yeah, because they, they she sort of was she just sort of that like- in with Guy of Gisborne. It's like, hey, he really likes you. He's mm. right here. Let me tell you how much he likes you in front of you. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Alan Adale Dale trying to busk and not getting any money. Like, he's just creepily walking up to people and going like, put a penny <laughs> yeah. in my loot. And it's like, <laughs> Giving me vibes.
0: It's like, honestly, if a street performer came up and said, put a penny in my loot, like, we'd be having words.
1: Okay, so after Marion goes into the woods and finds them and they get caught, and then she makes the quite clever plan of give me all your money, I will take it back to the square to show that you are loyal to the king. Okay, mm. so that's, that's one thing. First, let, I'll come back to that. Just put a pin in that for the moment. First of all, I just have to mention the really creepy song that Alan Dale sings while he and Friar Tuck are like walking slowly behind them in the moonlight.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep,
1: and they're like, "It's like we've got to take you to the Abbey so you can stay in the <clears> Abbey <throat> tonight because obviously you're a delicate woman, you can't stay outdoors. So we'll take you to the Abbey." So they're walking along together, catching up, and Alan and Dale, Friar Tuck is like, "Oh, you know, sing a song." So he's singing about whistle my love, whistle. and they're just like creepily walking behind <laughs> them. It's just yep, I'm like sure not
0: not be- very far behind them.
1: I'm sure it was supposed to be romantic. Certainly Friar Tuck is all like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, because then they kiss and he's like, oh. I just found that funny. So then Marianne goes back to the square and they're counting out all the money and telling everybody how much each lord has given. I I just, I found that really interesting. Yeah, yeah, they're doing like a public
0: accounting of what everyone's done. Yeah,
1: here's, here's my money. It's like commence the tally and then someone counts it and goes, they've donated 350 marks. And everyone's like, "Oh, well done! Oh, well, very nice. Yeah, that's okay." It's like, you know, surely you just <laughs> tell everyone what they have to donate, and they either stump up or not. And so then, Marion shows up with the amount from the outlaws saying they are loyal and here's their money. Nottingham start, says, start the count or, or no, I think he says like, don't even count, like, can we even trust them? Because surely the king wouldn't accept their blood money. You know, they've been taking it from mm. other people. And then Robin interrupts with this quite cute thing of saying, oh yeah, good point. You donate a thousand marks. And so the sheriff is then on the hook for like a thousand marks. We never hmm. get to see the count for what the outlaws raised. Yeah. And this is the line. What? This is where I draw my lines to. I was like, I needed to know how much the outlaws raised. Um, you, you make
0: a good point because, they, I mean, it was a substantial pile, but it's like, you know, it would be nice to put a dollar figure to that.
1: Because what I thought was going to happen is that they were going to embarrass Nottingham because he then says, I'll bring forth my amount, bring forth my amount. And he brings Mm. out his small chest and it turns out to be about 1,200 marks. And he's like, look what I've given. I'm so nice. I'm so generous. And during the time when his money was being counted, Robin has broken into his, like, bedroom to steal the rest of his money, which is all of that money they've been taxing. And then they bring it out and go, no, look, here's the bigger amount of money and it's, it's it's a giant chest full of, Cartoon amounts of 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 like a treasure, like a like a pirate treasure chest full of booty that they dump on a table, and they're like, "Look, it's so much money." And Eleanor's sitting there going, "This is great. We'll definitely be able to pay the ransom now. Thanks so much." I wanted him to be embarrassed by not giving as much as Mm. the outlaws to me storytelling wise there should have been that moment of going counting them both and going well how much did the sheriff donate and he's like 1200 marks yeah i'm pretty hot shit and then it's like well how much (laughs) did the outlaws donate oh it was 2000 marks and everyone go oh my god the outlaws are better and he would have been embarrassed and then maybe they could have brought in the money another way like maybe he out of pride could have gone wait i'm bringing more bring my big chest and just out of pride go here's my money And then John be like, you idiot, you gave away all our money because of your stupid pride, go and rob it and steal it back. Yes, that would have been fantastic. You could have still got there, but had this moment of going, the outlaws are actually, look how much they've, yes, they've stolen it, but they're giving it back to you for the king. That was what was going through my head as like, I didn't get to see the amount the robbers raised. And I know it probably doesn't matter, but to me, in my head, I needed to know. And I, I just that's where my head was going in terms of the story. So that's my rant about that.
0: <laughs> no, totally. I, I, I'm right there with you. You you're absolutely right. And the the note that you suggested would have made that work so much better. Yeah. Because as it given, was, it just sort of it just sort of sat there as a plot point.
1: Yeah. And it would have given John more motivation to be like, hey, I hired you to do this job and you're screwing things up go back and steal the money because we need it, you know, and, <laughs> yeah. or I'm killing you and getting a new, you know. It just would have added a little bit more pace, motivation, mm. excitement to proceedings. Yeah, I think.
0: Instead, of, instead of just being like, we're going to try and get the money and the money, someone stole the money, so we're going to have to steal oh. it back. And it's like, well, oh, oh God, Okay. Fine.
1: Mm. So then, oh, I just I just note that I wrote down here a coin measuring contest about all that money. <laughs> <laughs> measuring so measuring then,
0: their rolls of quarters.
1: So then there's the outlaw plan, the fake outlaw plan, and at one point the queen is referred to as an old bellwether, which I loved. It was like forget about Pretty the old great. bellwether, and I went, I need to bring that in. And then, which I thought was quite a fun bit, is when they go back to rescue Marion, they Trojan horse it. So they dress in all the livery of the of the yes, of yeah, yeah. men carrying all, this, all these saddlebags, ostensibly full of money. And Nottingham and John are standing on, once again, the staircase with no banisters. When were banisters? I feel like banisters were an invention. They must have had <laughs> a year where somebody went, you know what would be good? Something to block, like
0: yeah. you know, what uh, would stop children? all these horrible deaths.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know how like children and old people and and drunk people keep falling off these things. What if we put like a railing <laughs> and it just could act as a, like a
0: break? And people would, would have been sense, anti banister. They would have been like, you know, <gasps> you're, in, you're in the you're in the you're in the they you're the, in the employment of like big stairway,
1: big stairway, they big would stairs. Have, you're taking away our freedom to proceed three by three up this staircase. Like, you are removing (laughs) our right as free men to gleefully, you know, risk death every time. Kids
0: these days, Natalie, (laughs) kids these days.
1: They don't
0: know. They they need these stairways that stop them from falling over and breaking their legs in five places.
1: When I was a kid, we shimmied up a rope and we were grateful.
0: (laughs) Stairs, Uh (laughs) luxury.
1: When, well, never mind. When I was a kid, we were thrown up there by our parents.
0: <laughs> we were shot out of a giant bow and arrow.
1: And if you if you had no grip strength, you were stuffed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the roads were lined with discarded babies. It's just, just being, <laughs> being slingshot up there. Um, <laughs> or we used trebuchets. We were loaded into a trebuchet and fired. <laughs> Fired at the battlements, uh, and we were happy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, we were happier then. We were
1: happy. Oh, we were happy. So I like the Trojan horsing. Oh yes, and then I, I thought I should just mention that when Robin gets all of his men out first and Marion, and then says, you know, and I'm going to leave, and you're going to, you're not going to call out for the for you know the drawbridge to be pulled up. You're going to let me go, and he threatens him with a knife, and he's like, yes, on, on my honour as a, a knight, I will do it. And then, of course, Robin gets to the gate and he's like, stop that man, halt that man, which proves he is a bad man. He has no honor and it's okay to let him be crushed by a drawbridge.
0: Exactly. Yes. Because he betrayed Robin Hood, uh, he's allowed to have an extremely grisly death where he is yeah. crushed to death.
1: I mean, to be fair, I don't think I've seen crushed a drawbridge crushed by a drawbridge in like a death list anyway. It's a pretty
0: good No, movie. no. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's novel. Definitely- I haven't seen it too many places.
1: Like, there's definitely in Prince of Thieves where they have some of those, um oh, God, what are they called? Like, the gates that come down. the,
0: the People uh, crushed by portcullises.
1: Portcullis, thank you. Thank yeah. you for that word. That's yeah, the word. They get speared
0: by a portcullis.
1: That's right, but I've not Like a seen rancor
0: the, in Return of the Jedi.
1: I appreciate that reference, I've, but I don't understand it. So, I,
0: as I said it, I realized I was firing my shot wild. It's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it.
1: Your arrow was, no, uh, your arrow was true. I'm just the target and I was just 20 paces to the left. (laughs) So, yes, uh, Drawbridge Fright. I, I said that was a cool stunt, so that was probably where they blew the stuntman budget.
0: Yeah, yeah, there, there was a lot of there was a lot of people falling from great heights in this one, yeah. Mm.
1: There were a few arrows, like, to the chest as well, so I don't know how they did their arrow special effects, but I imagine that was probably very similar with people just being actually shot by arrows. Or mm. they preloaded the arrow and then had them do a, huh, and then they just cut it. Yeah. And then we just cut back to this really weird sort of anticlimactic final scene where the – Alan Dale is kind of singing about what happened and he said he, he split the sheriff noodle to knock. Noodle to knock, noodle to knock. <laughs> that's that's why I sort of yep. thought maybe he's alive, because that seems like a really weird song to sing about someone who's dead. Like
0: No, I I, I think he's meant to have been he's meant to have died. Like I'm almost certain. Like that that's that's what we're taking from that. Because like, yeah, like well, just, no, nothing yeah. else makes sense.
1: Noodle to knock. Noodle to knock. Noodle to knock. Yeah, it was just again, just gave me creepy vibes, Stu. What can I say?
0: It it was pretty creepy. <laughs>
1: Well, that's really all the notes that I had. I enjoyed the film. I was quite delighted by its strangeness. Yes, as you say, I think it's good. This is a bit of weirdness. If you were sitting down and wanted to watch something, it's just a very different style of filmmaking. I mean, I don't know the the various differences in the American film industry versus the English film industry. But there's there's definitely a different sensibility about it. It is not a it's not a swash. Buckle Errol Flynn extravaganza
0: no but it's no, also very, not an very intimate, much not.
1: It's, it's also not an intimate character study like Richard Todd is kind of like I serve the king yeah
0: that's yeah, it there's just,
1: there's and, and again
0: really- their stated aim like like they're not robbing from the rich to give to the poor they're robbing from the rich to pay for Richard's ransom well <laughs> like it's just at bizarre the end,
1: yeah not initially they're not. They, they sort of Well, well,
0: initially food. they're robbing from everyone to pay themselves because they just they just have this treasure hoard that they've built up.
1: No, well, he says to someone, is it Little John? He says you you'll have all the meat you want, uh, a nice bed, and uh, money in your pocket. And mm. he says if you shoot your own deer, um, you you build your own bed out of twigs or something, and you you know do your own work which I gathered that – because the thing about this film that we haven't really talked about is they do kind of lean into a bit of Yieldi language, like little John says, wherefore, you know, he's like, do not cross this bridge, wherefore. You know, there's a little bit of (laughs) shifts.
0: Wherefore.
1: Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's like wherefore means why. That's why we don't use wherefore anymore because why say in two syllables – what you can say in one. I mean, I'm sure there's a nuance yeah. to it. There's always a nuance to it, but I call in. I'm, I'm probably going to be wrong. Some Shakespeare expert will call in and tell me how I'm <laughs> wrong. Please do. I welcome it. I welcome your criticism. There's a little bit more of like, aha, well, on the orders of the sheriff for the parish and the fire, there's just a little bit more. We're proper English people. So Errol Flynn is not <laughs> yes. English. We are English. So we're going to be proper English. Thank you very yeah. much. It's just a little, a little bit more, you know, to it. Um, I don't know what is, but it's kuh, if you get what I mean.
0: <laughs> I do. Strangely enough, I do get what you mean. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's weird. Like, for, for me, the thing that was really striking was the things that they, the, the, the things they left in from, you know, the earlier tales and and from uh, the Errol Flynn version and then the things that they changed and, like, the things that they changed seemed to be a concerted effort to make it more grounded in a way by rooting it in, Richard's going away to the Crusades. And and so what does Robin... and, And everything sort of feeds into that. Like everything that Robin does feeds into the fact that Richard went away and then got captured. And now we have to ransom him. That's why, you know, he's an outlaw because he defended Richard's honour while he was away. He robs from the rich to raise a ransom for Richard and then, you know, Richard returns and everything's better. You know, like Mm. King Richard is always like a, a big part of the Robin Hood myth, but I've yet to see a movie in the Robin Hood sort of style that relies on his character so heavily. It starts with him. He's the driving force of the plot throughout the whole thing and then when he returns, the movie's over. It's it's strange. It's just it's it's interesting. Way way more so than, than the Errol Flynn version.
1: So I guess this uh, comes time to rank our <laughs> choices now. Uh,
0: I I think this will be fairly easy. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not uh, surprising anyone. I think Natalie, when I say this is going uh, in second place out of our two films that we've watched so do. far. Second place. Uh, second place second place second yeah. place uh technically last at the moment and we'll, we'll see if it true, stays yeah. there i i, I don't <laughs> i don't like its chances of we'd have to up. see some real we'd have to of moving up the the rankings we'd have to see yeah. some real stinkers
1: i'm sure we'll get there i'm sure we'll get there so we're going to move on to the 1973 once again, in the in the halls of Disney, in the house of Mouse, the animated Robin Hood, which I think is just uh, called Robin Hood, isn't
0: it? It's just called Robin Hood. And look, I'm I'm not disappointed in that decision at all, Natalie. I'm I love that movie. Uh, not not to not to shoot my shot too early, but uh, I love that movie, <laughs> and I I can't wait to talk about it with you.
1: I have not seen it for years. So you you talking about Alan Dale being the rooster just brought back a memory. I know that Prince John is a lion. A
0: cowardly lion. A
1: cowardly lion. And, and Richard is the big lion with the big mane. Yes, it's basically of course he is. Muf- He's the lion it, It's basically a Mufasa Scar scenario. A
0: little bit, a little bit.
1: And Robin and Marion are foxes and little John is a bear from there.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I uh, in, a, in a bunch know. of animation we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it at the time but but yeah like you know it, it was in the middle of the Disney sort of slump in a weird way like, like they they were reusing a lot of animation and and the, the studio had lost a lot of money and yeah anyway it's ah. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. we'll talk about it. We'll it's talk interesting. About it.
1: So uh, for everyone at home, thank you so much for listening to – we've had a a bit of lovely feedback on our first episode of Robin On, so please keep it coming. I'm at girlclumsy on Twitter. Stu is, of course, at Stew. He doesn't need to advertise, but I will. I have a Patreon. It's www.patreon.com slash girlclumsy, and people there uh, donate me a bit of money. Donate me, give me, patronize me with a bit of money every month, and it's so very much appreciated. Oh, I can't even tell you. I, I sound facetious. I know every time I say this, but it is is—it is really true. It's, it's just the best. And thank you so much to all my beautiful patrons. If you want to join in, please feel free. We'll be doing stuff all year. We'll have House of the Dragon coming up this year, which is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all going to be happening, so uh, you can join on there. You can also find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Natalie's Throne. And until then, I guess all we can say is, We'll see you in Sherwood Forest.
0: Absolutely, bye. (laughs)